Do women really need a pap smear every year? Why Your Gynecologist is one of the most important doctors you can see from adolescence into adulthood. And at what age should young women start seeing a gynecologist? All that and more on this episode of The Healthiest You. Now, Steph, you know that I love going to see my doctor. Mm-hmm. I often talk about it. We have a great rapport. I love going in there. I always go for my yearly, which is very important. But if I can make an excuse to go see my doctor, I go in to see my doctor. Yeah, and, and going for your wellness, uh, yearly wellness visit is certainly important, even with your gynecologist, because there are additional tests and things that they check for, which perhaps you wouldn't get at your primary care physician. So for me, at least, it's an appointment that I make every year. Once I've had my appointment, I make it then for the very next year. And I recommend that for everybody, because seeing your doctor on a regular basis is how they can get you to a better spot in your health. So today we're talking about women's health, and we will be asking all the questions you really want to know the answers to, but are afraid to ask. And Mike, you are fortunate enough to be here with us, uh, but in all seriousness, this is an important topic for men as well. Sure. We all have women in our lives that we care about and want to be healthy. So I'm here and ready to learn more, and I'm ready to put my questions together for the Men's Health Podcast. That sounds good. That's the spirit. Today, we have Dr. Andrew Shoemaker and Dr. Emily Brophy, gynecologist with Lehigh Valley Physician Group, on the show. They'll be covering a range of topics from the first visit to menopause. Uh, Dr. Andrew Shoemaker, Dr. Emily Brophy, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having us. Dr. Brophy, we'll start off with you. Why is it so important that women of all ages see their gynecologist once a year? Yeah, so us OBGYN physicians here at the Lehigh Valley Health Network really believe it's important to see women every year. It's not just about a pap smear every year. We'll talk more about that later, but you don't necessarily need one every year, but there's so many other important things we cover during your visit. Um, So we're going to assess risk factors. If you can be on different types of contraception, maybe in your 20s and 30s, assess risk factors that you have for pregnancy as you contemplate getting pregnant and all the way into perimenopause and menopause years as well. Dr. Shoemaker, pap smears used to be recommended once a year. Are they still recommended once a year? And what is their importance? So with the new guidelines and um, new testing of HPV co-testing, they're recommended about every three to five years. Um, Their importance is to look for cervical cancer or precursors to cervical cancer. And if everything is normal, we can go every three to five years. If there's more high risk, we would increase them to once a year. And outside of pap smears, what other exams are done during a routine appointment? Other exams during that routine appointment are uh, routine screening breast exam, ordering a mammogram, and just talking about overall health maintenance, going over your lipid screening, um, diabetes screening, a TSH, and also if you're up to date on the colon cancer screening or bone density with like a DEXA scan. Uh, Dr. Brophy, I have a daughter, 16 years old, being a parent, I have this question. I'm sure many parents have the same one. At what age should a young woman start seeing a gynecologist? Well, I am a big, big believer that young women should be seen by a gynecologist as early as they feel comfortable and their parents feel comfortable having them go. There's a lot we do. We don't do a pelvic exam and a pap smear until you're 21, but we can talk about your vaginal health, your periods, whether or not you should be on birth control, um, safe sex, all of these things that need to be discussed before things start happening in a young woman's life. Uh, Dr. Brophy, uh, what about the HPV vaccine? Uh, Can you tell me a little bit about the vaccine and how it can help young women? 
Sure. So we can't really talk about the HPV vaccine unless we talk about HPV. So HPV is the human papillomavirus, and that virus is what causes 99% of cervical cancers and also genital warts. So the Gardasil vaccine is best given in adolescence or younger than that, actually, um, to young women and boys um, to help prevent that HPV virus. If you get that vaccine series, you're actually decreasing your risk of HPV infection by up to 99%. So it's one of the best, most effective vaccines that you can get. Dr. Shoemaker, I'm sure that you both get a lot of questions regarding women's menstrual cycle. What do you tell women who are concerned about irregular periods? And can that be a sign of a bigger health issue? Right. Yeah, that is a tough question because um, it's what is normal. Many times I say it's what is that patient's normal? What has been their normal over their lifetime? Um, and then also the, the guidelines are the menstrual would happen every 21 to 35 days and your bleeding of that amount can vary. Really, if someone's having no menses for three to six months, then that would be a time to, yes, reach out to us that there is there could be something wrong, irregular with that, and we need to check into a workup. If missing a menstrual once a month, once a year, that can be okay, and it's just still in your normal. Now, Dr. Brophy, let's talk about PMS. What is PMS, and is that something every woman goes through? Sure. So many women feel physical or mood changes um, the days leading up to menstruation. Um, PMS, though, is a diagnosis of those symptoms five days leading up to the onset of your period and lasting four days after it starts in consecutive cycles, so three or four consecutive menstrual cycles. Um, and they, there's uh, symptoms that kind of interfere with your normal activity. So those might be more emotional symptoms, liability, anxiety, depression, mood changes, sleepiness, and physical symptoms as well. So more bloating, GI side effects, um, aches and pains, fatigue. Many women do have some of these symptoms and there's things we can do about them. Um, exercise has been proven to help. So aerobic exercise can be helpful. Um, calcium in a supplementation form, 1200 milligrams a day can be helpful. Um, and then talking to your um, OBGYN about some other opportunities as well. Some of those include hormonal contraceptives and even in extreme cases, antidepressants. So we encourage you to kind of keep a diary of those things, bring them to your OBGYN um, over the course of three to four months so we can kind of evaluate how those symptoms are. Oh, very good. Uh, Dr. Shoemaker, is there anything women can do to mitigate the effects of PMS? Uh, yeah, many things that Dr. Brophy did review, uh, looking at uh, just general overall health, uh, exercise, stress reduction, um, if that could be relaxation techniques, if it's uh, yoga, mindfulness. And then as she reviewed, if those are not helping just to increase or decrease the symptoms, um, talking about sometimes combined um, oral contraceptive pills or uh, an antidepressant. Dr. Brophy, moving to the other end of the spectrum, let's talk a little bit about menopause. What age do women start to experience menopause and how can your gynecologist help you prepare for it? Yeah, so the definition of menopause is the absence of menstrual periods for one year. The average age of menopause is 51 to 52. That's kind of the average um, in those times leading up to, uh, to menopause, we call that perimenopause, and that's when your periods become more irregular. So for some women, they might become heavier. Some women, they might start 
skipping out, it might spacing out and skipping periods. Um, and so it's a good opportunity to talk about um, those changes in life that are happening and what sorts of things we can help you with. Um, that kind of depends on your conversation with your individual gynecologist as to certain things you may or may not be a candidate for to help mitigate some of those side effects of perimenopause and menopause. Well, thank you, Dr. Shoemaker and Dr. Brophy for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate being here. Really good to be here. Thank you. It was a pleasure speaking with both of you and learning more about women's health. For more information and to make an appointment, visit lvhn.org slash women's health. And remember, be safe, be smart, be the healthiest you.